Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Own Your Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Von Fricken. I had such a wonderful weekend, and it had me thinking about what we believe to be true for ourselves, for our future, for our businesses, for our families, for our lives. I believe with every fiber of my being, dot, 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 (laughs) what do you believe? What do you believe so strongly that nothing, absolutely nothing, especially nothing from external beliefs could shake yours? Nothing external person-wise, nothing external action-wise, situation-wise. One of the biggest things I believe that cannot be shaken is my faith. And I think I'm pretty clear about that. But how about you? Is it your core values? How about your family? The love you have for your kids, your fur babies, your spouse, your your parents. What about your mission? What about your calling in this life? How about your dreams? Do you believe in your dreams? Do you believe that they're real? That they're for you? That they're possible? I'll give you a minute to sit with that. (laughs) Take a deep breath, my friends. We are talking all about beliefs and how we can turn our beliefs into reality. If it's on your heart, I 100% believe that it's yours. If there is something that has popped into your head, whether it be get a new job, write a book, start the podcast, elevate your business, create a personal brand, finally get on LinkedIn, whatever it is, if it's on your heart, if it popped into your brain, it is for you. And it means you have the power to achieve it. It may not mean you're going to go it alone or that it's going to happen tomorrow, but it 100% means that it's for you. Example, I've never had a dream or a vision or an idea that I am going to go wrestle alligators. (laughs) I just never did. I'm never going to go wrestle alligators. I'm never going to build a house from scratch. I'm never going to paint a beautiful painting. It's just never crossed my mind. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That means those things are not for me. But what has popped into my mind every single day is using my voice to change the world. Whether it's your world, one person, or the entire world, it has been on my heart for literally my whole life. Starting as a child when I thought I was meant to sing and be Britney Spears. The voice part was there, but I had to really figure out what it meant to really own my voice, to use my voice and to share it with the world. It was on my heart. It's on my heart to write a book. It's on my heart to be rich. I've got some things in my heart, friends. That means they're meant for me. All of those things that I'm like, yes, let's get that. That's for me. Another sign that it's on my heart that it's for me is, and that I'm a meant to achieve it is the fact that it feels good in my body when I say it. I don't get constricted when I say write a book. I actually get very expansive. I'm like, ooh, yes, let's make that happen. 
Let's figure that out. If it's on your heart, it's yours to make happen. I always believed that I was meant to write, speak, educate, entertain, be rich. (laughs) I knew and believed that I would have a daughter. I always knew it, 100%. I even knew for a little while what her name was, and it is her name. (laughs) Like, I embodied, and we'll get into that in a second, I knew in my bones that I was meant to have this little girl. I knew who she was. I knew her personality. It's a little bit different than I thought, but that's okay. (laughs) I 100% knew I was going to be a mom to a little girl without a doubt. I knew I was meant to use my voice to inspire, whether it was through writing, speaking, or singing. And I also know now that I am a part of the light. And by light, you know it's going back to my faith. It always does. It's just, it's so freeing to truly believe something with all of your heart. And I'm curious what you believe for you. It's not just merely facts, but I want to know what do you believe for your life, for your calling, for your mission in this world? Now, the difference when I say embody and like the deepness of the word embody is essentially to to make it real in in your body, in your person. It's no longer just a thought. It's it's essentially, all right, let's use this for an example. It's essentially saying like, oh, I can totally do a cartwheel and then actually moving my body and doing the cartwheel. That's a big difference. It's not just the action side of things. It's fully knowing in my brain, my heart, and my body that I am going to spin over <laughs> and do a cartwheel as opposed to, yeah, I could totally do a cartwheel and not actually know it in my mind. The cool part is if you get really good at this visualization technique, you and this is like something I did years ago, I used to, we have a trampoline and I used to say to my kid all the time, like, of course I can do a flip. I, I used to be a cheerleader and gymnast. I can like flip for days. Like, are you kidding me? And then I wouldn't flip. <laughs> so I no longer believed that I was capable of doing flips, right? Like somersaults in the air, front or back. And she was like, I can watch me. Wee. And she'd flip and she'd land it. And I'd be like, damn. Like that's embodiment. That is like knowing without a doubt that it's for you, that you can do it, that it's yours. And that's what I mean by owning your beliefs. I remember one time I, oh my gosh, it was probably like three or four, lying, probably like seven or eight years ago. (laughs) I was on this kick that I had to jump out of a plane. I was going skydiving. I was like, yep, it's for me. I Googled, found the the place I was going to go. A few of my friends I had known done it. They loved it. It was beautiful. Like I was like all in. I Googled it. Literally, it was on my mind for like a year. And one day I'm home and it was, I either want to say like late spring, early summer-ish because I had the windows open. I was cleaning my bedroom. I sat on the corner of my bed and I said, let's picture what this would feel like. I think I was just getting into like manifestations and stuff back then. And I sat on the corner of my bed and I played out the whole day, like what it would look like, not from like get up, but like the minute I pulled in to the field, right? Like it's probably some type of warehouse looking place where they're going to train us how to do it. There's little planes everywhere. I pictured the whole thing from the color suit to the straps to my family standing there 
to flying, the shaking, the turbulence, the, the, it was a male instructor that I had envisioned being there with me, a couple of strangers who were also jumping. We were going tandem. Like I envisioned it all jumping out of the plane, the wind in my face. Now, the funniest part is the wind in my face. I had the windows open and the wind started blowing. So it totally like helped me feel like I was there. I saw in my mind's eye, I'm jumping down. We jump together. The wind is blowing. It's a whole thing. The chute goes, we land. It's bumpy. (laughs) The dirt's flying everywhere. My eyes and mouth are closed. And we stop. And we were like, woohoo! Like, there's like this moment of silence of, oh my gosh, I'm alive. Thank you, God. I run to my family. Everybody's hugging me and I'm like crying. And literally in real life, in my bedroom, I'm bawling, like crying hysterically as if I just did the jump. It was the craziest feeling to me. And from that moment on, I never needed to jump out of a plane. <laughs> It was the funniest experience. The moment I did that, the desire to jump out of a plane left me because I just did it. I literally just jumped out of a plane. In my mind, I made it so real that when I told the story random times in the future, I had to remember that I didn't actually jump out of this plane. (laughs) I posted it on LinkedIn and another woman of mine was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, we really need to jump, blah, blah, blah. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't actually do it. You're right. I, that's hilarious. And I'm like, I couldn't believe how real it was to me. That's embodying. <laughs> that's believing without a doubt that it is for you, that you are going to achieve it. Like seeing is believing, believing is seeing the whole thing. That's what I wanted to really dive in today. I don't need you to go jump out of a plane. I don't need you to visualize you're going to jump out of a plane. But the way I felt in that moment made it so real that if the desire had not left my body and I still wanted to jump out of a plane, I totally could have because I would have felt like I've already done it before and it it would have been that much easier. Like I totally could have been like, yeah, like I've j- done this before. I've done the training. I've suited up. We've jumped out of the plane. I felt the wind before. Like it would have still been exciting, but it I had a feeling, and I still feel as telling the story now, I still feel like I already did it. I didn't need to jump out of the plane. Check that box. Like, that's awesome. Like, and I remember telling another friend, like, yeah, I don't, I don't actually want to do that. And I stopped talking about it. From that point forward, it was never like on my vision board anymore because I felt like I had already done it. And so that was that was pretty cool for me to really lean into that feeling and belief and to essentially like manifest the reaction, get myself into such a state as if it had already happened that I reaped the rewards. It was bonkers to me. Like I I remember being so confident for the next couple of weeks and taking risks, asking for a raise, like dusting off my resume, like looking for another job if the raise wasn't going to happen. Like I remember all of it so vividly. And can you imagine if we believed other things in our life so vividly that we could just reap the rewards for it? Like it's just mind boggling. That's exactly how I feel these days about being a millionaire. (laughs) There's another story and I'm not sure when I'm going to tell it. I don't know if it's going to be on this one. (laughs) Maybe it will forget it. Here we go. So 
<laughs> any of my girls in my mastermind or my close friends and family are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you're about to go there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the Cliff Notes version. I had a recent experience in embodying a belief so tightly that I was acting as if it already happened. And the benefits were just as amazing, if not more so, because of the difference in my mind and my beliefs from eight years ago to today and all the work that I've done on myself. And so I believe, and I made this plan in January, I'm sure I've already talked about it on the show, that the minute I write this book, which I did, I I wrote the book, I finished it January 24th, on New Year's Day, when I made the plan to write my book I was going to finish it on 124 and all of a sudden that day I was writing out my plan, it got me to the end of 2025 where I became a millionaire and I was like, wow, it was like a legit strategy. I felt it in my bones. It was easy to write out. It wasn't like, how will I do this? And I don't have the tech and I need to scale and blah, blah, blah. It it wasn't messy like that. I just free flowed, wrote out two years, which I didn't plan on doing two years. So maybe it's going to take two years to, to win this millions or to, to create or make or call in this million dollars. So I write the book on one twenty twenty four of January 2024. My, my coach says to me, well, to get a million, what's the first thing you need to do? And I'm like, write the book. Okay, so from the minute I wrote the book, I, I figured that was like, the thing I had to do to almost guarantee the million dollars at the end of 2025. So on January, actually on January 22nd, my daughter and I went to Stewart's. Love me some Stewart's. I may need them to sponsor my podcast now that I've said it. (laughs) I went to Stewart's and was getting probably some snacks for my kids basketball team. And I saw so now 124 has become like a number for me. It's like a whole thing. And anybody who gets angel numbers, apparently 124 is now mine. And so on January 24th, there was going to be a drawing for New York Lottery. And it was $12.4 million. So one, two, four. I don't care where the decimal point is. One, two, and four in that order. That's the number. Even my kid was like, mom, you got to buy that lottery ticket. I'm like, I never have cash on me. So I checked my pocket. I had $1. And usually the lot of tickets I buy are $2 if I buy one. This time it was only $1. I bought the ticket. I tell my mastermind group, I'm like, look at this, 124, 124, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, I have to write my book now on 124 because maybe this is how I, this is how I win the million, my millions of dollars. Maybe me writing the book, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm really good at like embodying stuff now. So 124, it's like, almost seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, really trucking away. And all of a sudden I got the second wind and started writing like crazy. And I didn't have a lot to go. I just kept adding to the book because when I'd write one section, another one would pop up and I'd be like, oh man, I forgot to add this. And there's just so much goodness that I wanted to get into this book. I wanted it to be amazing. And it is. (laughs) So at the end, I write the last sentence. And I get chills all throughout my body. I'm not even thinking of this lottery ticket at this point because it has been like a day already. And so my like my my body is like all sorts of tingling. And I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Like that's how like my body reacts when something is like good or like I level up. Like I get these like complete chills. And so I was like, oh my God, crying hysterically. That's a whole thing. 
I, I call my mastermind group crying. I'm like, oh my God, what an embarrassing message to send them. But they totally got it. And so the next day, my coach shoots me a boxer and says, hey, did you check your lottery ticket? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about the lottery ticket. Now, mind you, the day before in my morning routine and in my prayer, I was like, wow, how cool would it be to win the lottery? But I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't even have to win this lottery. Like, I already won at life. If I finish this book, I've kept the, one of the biggest promises to myself. I don't even need to win the lottery. I just, I already have. Like, I'm already there. I already feel like I, I'm, I've won, right, at the game of life because of where I am in my spiritual journey, where I am in the elevation of my faith, the expansion of my faith. And it's just, it's just been this last few months, like 2024 has been full of so many blessings for me internally, right? Like spiritually and in my faith. And so I didn't need to win the lottery, right? But of course it'd be cool too. (laughs) So I was like, oh yeah, let me, let me check my lottery ticket. Friends, I got three of the six numbers on this lottery ticket. I was like, wait, what does that mean? Like, I've never played this lottery before, this type. So in my other ones, it's like, oh, you win a dollar or four dollars, whatever. And I was like, whatever, I'll check it. Mind you, it was a Thursday. So I had my whole calendar is chuck full of nuts because I do discovery calls um, and, and like new coffee chat type calls on Thursdays. Chuck full of nuts. I also go live on LinkedIn for my sales gone wild show. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really have time. <laughs> to win the lottery. (laughs) I'm very busy. I check the numbers. I get three of them. I call my, my coach back and I was like, girl, I just have, I got three of the numbers. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah. And I just looked it up and it meant that I got 6% of the sales. (laughs) I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I like, she and I, I was like, you gotta confirm this. I don't even believe it. Like, this is crazy. She's like, Miranda, you finished your book last night. It can happen this fast. I was like, what? I'm not supposed to be a millionaire till 2025. What do you, you talk about? She's like, and she is all sorts of woo. And she is like, literally my guru. So I'm like believing, like, holy shit, <laughs> this may be, did this just happen? Like, but we're both like in tears. We're like, I cannot, like we, we, we researched, we did the math. It's a whole thing. The 12.4 million, 6% of it was like 773,000 or something like that. Uh, And I was like, $700,000? I'm like, oh my God. Like, she's like, and I'm like, my body is tingling. So, of course, I'm like, holy shit, I won the effing lottery. Like, I cannot, I didn't even publish the book yet. Like, but it was just about me keeping my promise to myself. I believed it so deeply that I just had manifested almost a million dollars. Long story short, I go on LinkedIn Live. I tell after the call, the girl I host it with is like, what's up with you? <laughs> you seem different. I was like, girl, I just won a million dollars. She's like, are you effing kidding me? Why are you on a call with me? Her husband's like, did you just say you won a million dollars? I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm freaking out. She's like, go confirm it. Go to the grocery store, confirm it. And I was like, I can't. I got to hop on another call. <laughs> Like I have coaching clients today. I'm like, this. these are important calls to me. Like I told you, I didn't need to win the lottery to know I won life. Like I am doing exactly what I'm meant to do. <laughs> so, so I box her back and forth with my coach again. And, you know, we're friends. So obviously she's like, I, I cannot believe you. You're going to just cancel your calls. I'm like, I'm not canceling my calls. Like 
this is important to me too. And it's important to my clients like that I get on these calls with them. <laughs> so we look again, the, the woman I do the live with checked, confirmed on the website, did the math, we're using calculators. <laughs> it's like, oh, MG. So I, during this next three hours on calls, it, there's like 10 minutes in between them. I plan out how I'm going to tell my husband, how I'm going to tell my kid, how I'm going to tell my son in college, how I'm going to tell like the world, right? Or do I want to tell the world? And, and I plan out like how I'm going to spend it. Like I'm tithing the first 10% and then I'm giving a little above and beyond. And then I'm going to pay off a little bit of debt we have and pay my kid's college and any loans he's got. Like, like I had the whole plan for the 700 and 70 something thousand dollars. And I actually said at one point to my husband a few days ago, and I said, if I just had like no debt and like 50,000 in the bank, I'd feel like really good. Like I don't need millions. I just want it like no debt and 50,000 in the bank for bills, incidentals, random traveling, this, that, the other. He's like, yeah, that's a, that sounds doable. It sounds like decent, but I have like a lot of student loans and I would, you know, I've got three degrees. <laughs> so, so all the student loans and the interest that go with it. And I'm like, man, this would be crazy. So I did the math. And after like paying off the house, the student loans, my husband's, you know, new vehicle and, and me getting one that doesn't have duct tape on it. <laughs> I ended up with $50,000 left off, left over. And I was like, how crazy is this? And I tell my coach and she's like, I cannot believe how on the money this is like on the dot 50,000. This is what you've asked for. You believe you're meant to call in this money. You wrote the book. It resulted in this money at the exact number you had asked for. She's like, Marita, this is how the universe works. When you believe something so deeply, so without question, the universe will conspire to meet you at that vibration and you doing the work and the magic of the universe and and let's be honest god is there and he wants what's best for me that will combine together to yield results i could never imagine for myself so anyway long story short <laughs> short <laughs> that was awesome long story short i go to the grocery store to confirm my ticket to get the exact amount because i'm sure i'm not the only one with three numbers and i'm like patty <laughs> I need you to check my lottery ticket. We live in a small town, so I know the, the woman at the grocery store. I need you to check this lottery ticket for me. She's like, all right, let me call somebody over. He said, no, Patty, it's a lot of money. I need you to check this. And she's like, all right, let me check this. I hand her the ticket. We walk over to the machine. She's like, come on over. Let's look. Let's look. I get behind the counter. We She starts laughing instantly. It says you're a winner. But it says $1. One dollar, <laughs> $1, friends. Listen, when you believe something so deeply, it starts to mess with you a little bit. <laughs> I said, is that a placeholder? <laughs> is that a, what? What do you mean $1? Because I know you can't give me anything over 600 So what do you mean $1? She laughed so hard. Got my dollar, handed it to me. I literally took a picture of her handing me the dollar. I'm going to frame it because this is how deeply I embodied winning the lottery. Really just becoming a millionaire. And I just, apparently it was going to be through the lottery. 
However, friends, two very big examples of embodying a belief so deeply that it changes you internally. Jumping out of the plane changed me. It increased my confidence. It made me take risks that I wouldn't normally have done in the corporate space, and they panned out. This lottery story, although I don't think it's done yet, like we all agree, the people I've told, that this is just the middle of the story. This is literally the universe preparing me to bring in this money and the fact that I had planned it out and all these other things. And even the people who are not woo, like my husband was like, yeah, that that was just preparing you. You're just, it's God preparing you for what's to come. He was so proud of me. <laughs> I was like, awesome. And if he's believing it, then clearly I am too. So what happened to me after the lottery story, after a little bit of crying, <laughs> cry laughing and crying like, wait, I, I believed it. This was for me. What do you mean? It changed something so deeply in, in me, in my brain, if you will, that it, it almost made me feel like I had already won. And I started to act as if I had already won. I planned out how I would spend it. I planned out the conversations. My body was reacting as if. I felt like I was standing up straighter. I actually dressed nicer that day for my call. I actually put pants on, my Zoom calls. I put pants on. <laughs> like I did my hair differently than I would have. I put on a little different t- tones of makeup. Like the fact that I had thought I was a thousandaire <laughs> changed how I saw myself. And I know that sounds messed up, right? But it doesn't mean like, I thought I was cooler because I was rich. I felt calmer and more excited for my abilities to make things happen because it was actually the fact that writing the book caused the confidence in order for me to do some of these things. And it made me believe that I would be a millionaire. So don't cry for me about not winning the lottery because actually I did win the lottery. It was just a few hundred thousand off. So what does this all mean for you? What does this all mean for you? These are two awesome stories, very high vibe, very good examples of how to embody a belief that you have for yourself. This is beyond manifestation, friends. This is beyond put it on my vision board. This is beyond I made a list and I want this to happen. This is truly embodying a result, a state, a reaction, making your body feel as if what you want to happen actually happened. This in itself, so here's a few things. Here's what actually happens when you believe something so deeply that it changes you internally. The moment we believe something, to be real, just like I believed I jumped out of the plane, just like I believed I won the lottery. The minute we believe something to be true or possible, or real, our brain engages in this backing back and forth of cognition and intuition. And this is something that happened to me, and I know will happen to you. So the cognition part is the mental processing, right? We're crunching the data, we're recalling previous experiences, trying to like debunk it even. Um, we're fact-checking, we're, we're reasoning, and we are using our current biases and perceptions of the world around us that we know that we're currently living in to try to reconcile if this belief is legit. And then there's 
the intuition side of us that does not need to do any of the cognition. It just instantly knows. It feels it. When I talked about getting tingles, that's my intuition. That's my body responding as if this shit had already happened. It's without interference. When I heard another friend of mine one day when I was struggling to write the book say to me, what are you struggling for? The book has already been written. I've used this as an example on previous shows. And it's so true. The minute she had said that to me, it's already been written. Something in me changed. I didn't say to her, uh, clearly, it hasn't been written. Like, I'm looking at a blank page. What are you talking about? Like, it doesn't add up. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I haven't sit at my desk and written in months. I didn't go through all of that cognition, that processing. I instantly heard what she said and believed it. My body knew she was right. Actually, in the future somewhere, this book is already written. I already have my promotion team set up. We're already bestsellers. I say we because it takes a village to write a book, trust me. Um, I guess it already happened. She's right. It already happened. There was no need for processing this external or even internal processes that happen. It, I already knew it. I felt it in my bones. So there's this part of us that rationalizes the belief. You believe you're meant to be an author. If you believe, if you know it in your bones, you're meant to be a mother. If you believe it, but don't actually embody it, there's something that is essentially holding us back. Now, I, listen, I'm not medical stuff. I get it, right? You get a bad diagnosis. I've had one in the past. You believe you don't have it. It doesn't mean you don't have it, right? Like, let's be realistic about the level of what I'm talking about here, Um for me and for a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, it's essentially about the dreams we have on our soul, right? Like what we meant, what we want for our life. You want to quit your nine to five. You want to, you know, a fabulous home for you and your babies. You want to, you know, live this extravagant lifestyle. You know, you want to learn to swim, whatever it may be. Those things, we have control all over, over all of them. Even even like calling in money, we have we have some control over this. We also have some control over our body when it comes to the medical stuff. And of course, I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving any suggested advice, but I read this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza and it's called You Are the Placebo. And it was so eye-opening and I believe it. I believe everything that was in that book about us having the power to change our physical bodies through energy and through thought. If you read it, let me know. If you already read it, like DM me, Insta, LinkedIn, whatever. I'd love to know your thoughts because reading that book along with working with intuitive coaches is what actually woke me up to where I am today. And it was just, oh, it's a whole, that's a whole different podcast to be honest. <laughs> All right. So there's this part of us that's rationalizing the belief, maybe even debating it pulling it apart or flat out rejecting it. And then there's another part of us that knows it to be true, period. The book is already written, period. You're already a millionaire, period. You already won the lottery, period. I did win that freaking lottery. <laughs> so which side of you gets to win? Which side of you do you nourish, tend to, shine a light on, claim, 
and body. Like, which side of you do you believe, right? Like, which side of you gets to gets to live in the present reality with the thoughts and the reactions and the response of that return on your energy, right? Like, which side of you? Is it the rational cognitive side that says like, dude, I'm never going to be a homeowner because I make X amount of money. I've got this much debt. Houses are ridiculous these days. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, be in this apartment, sharing a bedroom, you know, forever, blah, 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 or roommates, whatever. Or is the part of you, the intuition side that says, oh, no, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm going to be a homeowner. I've already found the house on Zillow. I've printed pictures of it. I've taken a tour of it. I've written a letter to the homeowner. Um, I checked my credit. I'm, I made a plan to pay off debt. And if it's not this one, it's going to be one just like it. And I am ready to live in that house. You know, like which side of you, which side of you do you feed? Which side of you do you nourish? Which side of you do you give power? The naysayer, the one that's going to rationalize it, the one that's going to nitpick it and be like, Mm-mm, that ain't even going to happen next. Or is it the side of you that says, what can I do with what I have today to get me one step closer? right? How can I achieve this dream? What would it look like if money wasn't an issue? What would I do today? I'd probably get a real estate agent. I'd probably say, hey, let me go to some open houses in the neighborhood I want to live in. Let me, you know, talk to a few people, find out who lives there. Anybody you know, like, what's it like to be a homeowner? You know, like, you do the stuff. You do the little things that ultimately lead you one step closer to the not just believing, but the actual seeing. And then when you go back to that apartment after an open house, you don't have to be all, oh, I'm stuck here. You could be like, one more day until I'm a homeowner. One more day until I live in that three-bedroom house with the backyard and the fence and the dog and the swing set. One more day closer. So then your work isn't doesn't feel as crappy because now you're working towards something. You're not just working for a paycheck to, to do the same thing every single day. All of this has to do with our beliefs. How do you own your beliefs? Like that's what it comes down to. When you change your beliefs and how deeply you believe them and get to the level of embodiment, everything changes. There's no more fake it till you make it bullshit. It's already real. It's already been done. You can start living it as if right now. No, you can't walk into that house and live there because somebody else does. <laughs> However, you can take the steps to get to a home, to be a homeowner. It's just, to me, all of this stuff that says we can't do it is what's holding us back. If you owned every part of your belief so deeply in your core, you're practically guaranteeing their manifestation. All you have to do is act accordingly and take the steps towards living that reality. For me, I believe I'm in the best shape of my life. These are my new beliefs. I am in the best shape of my life. I'm healthy. I'm not taking any medications for certain things. I am 100% healthy, full of energy and vitality. My skin is beautiful. There's never any questions about health or wellness. 
I am healthy. I am I am in the best shape, the best health of my life. That's one belief that I hold very close to my heart these days. <clears throat> what does that look like for me to own that belief and not just say it or put it on a wish list? Well, it looks like me getting up every morning after a, a good night's sleep, right? Which means my night routine has to be on point. Um, I get a good night's sleep. I get up. I do my morning routine where I move my body. I drink all the water. I pray. I meditate. I feel myself, mind, body, spirit. And then when I go to places with friends or family and there's options that I know won't, I wouldn't choose if I was in the best shape ever. Like if I was in my best shape, I wouldn't eat nachos as an appetizer. <laughs> so I won't be eating nachos anymore as an appetizer. Uh, I probably wouldn't be drinking and there's nothing wrong with drinking. I love me some champagne, you know, a little Corona light here and there, but it wouldn't be something that I did regularly, right? I wouldn't be drinking regularly if my, if I'm at my healthiest self. I would probably lift more weights, right? I would do the things that I needed to do to stay healthy. I would get cardio. I would do weightlifting. I would just be healthy. So now that's how I live. I get up every morning after a decent night's sleep. It's sometimes better than others because of life, you know, and I do the things I need to do to live my healthiest life. Another thing I believe is that I'm a multimillionaire. I know this may sound crazy, especially after the lottery story, but I believe with all of my being that I am a multimillionaire. In my mind, I'm already living it. No, I'm not shopping as if I am. I'm not like doing things that are going to hurt me today by saying live as if. What I can do though, if I was a multimillionaire, is I'd probably make better investment decisions. I'd probably be knowledgeable of my credit score all the time. I'd be having high vibe money conversations. I'd be healing old money wounds. Like these are certain things that I can do today. How can I live it as if with what I have today? That's the difference. I can't go buy the new Range Rover I want. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not a multimillionaire today. But to live as if I am, to embody that belief, I can go test drive it. I can go test. I can bring my Kia with the duct tape on the fender. (laughs) And I can go test drive a Range Rover and see what it feels to be like in it. Sure, I can put it on my vision board, whatever, screensavers and all that good stuff. But being in it will will check the box of that. I actually know what it feels like to drive one. So now I'm that much closer to actually having one. And maybe in the process, I don't end up wanting one because I've never driven one before. So who knows, right? However, I can do all the things I need to do to someday make it so easy that when I can afford it or I bring in all this money, I can own it and it won't be such a struggle for me internally because I've already done six of the 10 steps I need to do in order to own that vehicle. Even though I would do so much more with my multi-millions than buy this vehicle, I'm just saying. The third thing I believe is that I'm a best-selling author of the hottest new book series, Own Your Awesome. That is something that's very realistic as in like it can happen in the next few months so for me to embody that is to look at my book cover that got designed every day and to to pray about being a best-selling author to talk about my book to trademark which is what I'm doing trademarking own your awesome like there's so much that I'm doing today to ensure that I'm a best-selling author and this is the hottest new 
book series. It's, it's not even, it's already done. <laughs> it's already done. It's in my head. I'm on Oprah. It's a whole thing. Like I've already envisioned all these amazing steps that are happening um, that I can do today. I'm taking them. So what do you believe? What do you believe? How can you embody it? Which side of you are you going to fuel? The cognitive side or the intuitive side? The side that already knows? And what can you do today with what you already have access to, resources? What can you do today with what you currently have to be one step closer to that dream? Whatever it is for your life. What do you believe? My challenge to you is to prove it. It was the longest podcast I'll ever do. <laughs> I had two long stories in there. Hopefully you, this is, I'm sure you listened to it in multiple sections and hopefully I, I kept your attention the whole time. <laughs> I will never go 40 minutes again, but I, I want you to prove it. Prove it to yourself. Prove it to me. You don't really have to, but I want you to prove it to yourself and I want you to prove it to the universe. I want you to prove it to anybody in your life that that dream is for you and you are making it happen. You are one step closer every single day. Share it with people. Tell me about it because maybe I'm the resource you need to get connected to whatever it is for you to be one step closer, right? Find me on Insta. I'm Miranda.VonFricken. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm Miranda Von Fricken. And how can you... Prove to yourself that this is for you. It already is, but I know sometimes we need to do a little more convincing that this is for you. How can you start living it today? How can you start embodying it? How can you own the belief that this is for you so deeply that you already start living it out before it becomes a reality? I want to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for spending your <laughs> your day with me. <laughs> This has been a fantastic conversation and I cannot, cannot wait to share your stories because in the next level of this podcast, I will start having guests on here and sharing their stories of how they're owning their awesome. And if you're someone who's owning your awesome and one of them happens to be you're owning your beliefs, I want to hear your story. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been wonderful. I can't wait to do it again next week. (laughs) And until then... Keep owning your awesome.